Oh, yeah. If I surround myself with positive things, I will gain prosperity. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it. I will survive and keep on surviving. And uh, just a reminder that uh, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, also known as BCAM, um, is, is referred to in America as uh, National uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, uh, the world connects uh, to talk about breast cancer. And I always say that when we focus more on survival, which is something that was very close uh, to Rowena Baird's heart, um, who's since passed on, and uh, she would say, when you have people who have walked the path, uh, who've been through the journey, it makes it so much easier for a person who's newly diagnosed and who's wondering what now. Because oftentimes we know about these things uh, from a, a, an awareness point of view, but when it hits home, it's a different story altogether. And joining me, I'm, I'm just so proud of these ladies. Uh, Georgina Mushi, who is a mother of three and uh, just wishes to share her story. Georgina, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Kusara. How are you? Uh, well, surrounded by such greatness, I can only be <laughs> awesome, right? Right, that's true. <laughs> uh, tell me about the type of cancer that um, you, you were diagnosed with. I was diagnosed with three, stage 3 breast cancer, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the cancer on my left. It was very aggressive, but it was not as bad. So it was stage 3? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm also joined in studio by um, an overcomer. Everyone else talks about survivor and, you know, um, overcomer, uh, Queen Onele. Uh, Queen Onele Ludidi, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for coming through. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Chris, and I'm happy actually that I'm here. Uh, you do like, like, you do look like an overcomer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I am an overcomer. Yeah. I definitely am an overcomer. In fact, the the name overcomer is actually my second name. Oh wow! Which is uh, my second. My name is Onele. Yeah. My second name is Sakoyisa. There you go. Yes. And that is exactly what it means. And that's exactly what it means. So cancer, bring it on. Br- bring, bring it here. Yeah. Br- and I showed it flames. I, I, I can imagine. Way, I showed it so flames. So when, what, what type of cancer were you diagnosed with? Okay. I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer as well, stage two, mm-hmm. uh, which is on my left breast. Okay. And this was in two th- 2016, okay. in, in February. So my story is that uh, I felt a lump, of mm. course, uh, on my breast, on my left breast. And then this was around uh, December. Yeah. But of course, you know, in December, it's festive. It's, you know, it's time to really... And you have to add that Onele is, is, uh, Onele is, is the queen of entertainment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so true. So <clears throat> it was December, of course. I mean, I didn't really think about, you know, that it could be it could be cancer. So January, February, then I decided, you know what, this lump is actually growing, mm. and uh, let me just go check it out. And fortunately for me, the hospital is literally down the road from work. So I went to hospital. Uh, they checked it out, did a biopsy. They said I should come back in four days. Mm. Came back in four days. What were you thinking before the four days? Um, you know, Chris. What had happened to me is that prior to my diagnosis of breast cancer, um, I found God. And uh, nothing happens by accident. By the way, yeah. so 
Let, let me connect with uh, Georgina as well. Okay. Um, Georgina, when you are diagnosed with uh, a, a third stage of cancer, what is your understanding of what it means? Yo, um, I, was, um, I was very nervous at first. For me, it was more about the treatment more than anything else. I didn't think I was going to die, you know, right there and then. But I was scared about uh, the treatment, especially the chemo, mm. because I didn't know what it, it entails. I didn't know what was going to happen, whether it was an injection or it was a pill. So I was very nervous about that. So you had uh, stories about chemo and you thought, mm-mm. So, so now when doctor says uh, that this is what it is, did you even suspect in any way? Uh, Onele talks about, I, I experienced a lump and didn't even suspect anything, but I wanted to have it checked out. Uh, for me, um, the first time I, I felt the lump, I, I was, it was in 2002, mm. and I didn't think much of it because I was still young, but I, I still went to the doctor and they said to me, no, you're still young and there's no history. So I didn't worry about it until 2015. That's when I got it checked out. But when I went in 2015, I think I had an idea that no, this is this could be something because now the lump is as big as my breast, although it was not hurting, but mm. it was as big as my breast. So then I knew that this is going to be something serious. By the time I go to collect my results, I I was ready. Uh, my mind was already ready for mm. that. Especially when you already see the sign and symptoms, and and I'm sure when you read up, um, it then leads you to thinking. You know, this is possible. So, so Onele, there you go. Um, you get told that um, this is what you have. Uh, and I guess West Fear uh, confirmed. Because as you got up and wanted to know what could be wrong, uh, you at some point you thought it might, it might just be. Oh, yes. Uh, when that white lady walked in with the results four days later to to confirm mm. that uh, it was indeed breast cancer. I was shocked because uh, a year before I tried, I had made a decision that I was going to live a very healthy lifestyle. Mm. So it really never occurred uh, to me that actually I was about to get into a journey that I never even, I didn't even understand what, uh, what, what, what was lying what ahead of me. Yes. So when she then confirms that it's cancer, what goes through your mind? What goes through my mind is death, of course. Yeah. It, it, it's death, of course, but uh, because I was in my spiritual journey, you know, mm. where I knew that there is, there, there's life in abundance. Yeah. So I was really not affected in terms of going, uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah. I knew that uh, if I have my faith in Christ, I'll be able to deal with all these things that were that I was that I was faced with. It's incredible how this happens at a time when you're thinking, let me just connect to a higher being um, that is above me. And that gives you strength uh, to then move on. Now, Georgina, what was your source of strength? Upon diagnosis, you are scared of this treatment thing that you've seen things uh, that happen to people that you read about. And now you have to begin the journey. My source of strength was my kids and um, and my family, especially my parents. When, unlike Anneli, I wasn't on any kind of spiritual journey when all this happened. Mm. But I had every intention to survive for my kids because they're very young and, 
you know, looking at them every day, I'm thinking, I don't want to miss anything mm. from their life. So I'm going to do this for them. And my parents, I don't think any parents want to bury their kids. Yeah. So I was just feeling sorry for them. That I don't want them to go through any kind of pain. So because of that, I just hanged on. I didn't want to, I didn't want to let go. I just knew that I'm going to survive this. But after that, then I, you know, I started having my own spiritual journey. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about the treatment journey. Um, Georgina talks about it as, uh, for me, surviving cancer uh, was the, was like going through labor pains. <laughs> yeah, it, um, the the chemo chemo is not child's play. Chemo is painful. You know, labor pain. Yes, you go through your pain, and then within hours you got a child. Mm. With with chemo, every three months or every month, if you're not lucky. You have to go through it, through the pain. When that those chemicals get into your body and kill all of your cells, your normal cells and others and the cancer cells, it is just terrible. It is it's painful. It's painful emotionally and and physically. What prompted you, Onelli, to to document the journey? Um, because you take us through from the pumps that are on your breast and i'm like whoa <laughs> tmi tmi and i'm sure you've gotten people's attention um one that gets you to just look at yourself oh yes chris i think for me it's you know when i was diagnosed i realized that there is so much that we don't know mm. you know like uh, before i started chemo I went uh, into a 10 days pro, uh, program of mm. health and wellness where I was detoxed my kidneys, my lungs, my my liver. So that my body, by the time I start chemo, my body is able to take all the, all the, uh, all the, all, all the toxins. Yeah. <laughs> so for me personally, chemo was not as bad. It, I know it could have been worse, but it was not as bad at all. Because I would get chemo on a Monday stayed home for two to three days, then I go to work. So for me, the fact that I had to change my lifestyle in terms of, of, of eating now, mm. because it was so important of what I put in my body. Yeah. So that helped me so much because in that uh, wellness center, we were taught how to eat a, a plant-based diet. Mm, mm, I had to mm. stop eating meat. Uh, I had to stop uh, all the meat, uh, meat products, eggs, cheese, milk, anything that has to do with meat. Only focus on plant-based uh, uh, diet. For how long? This is since uh, November last year until uh, today. As you say this, I'm hearing you saying, I made a conscious decision I, to live. Yes, because I didn't know that uh, cancer, uh, cancer cells and sugar are like best friends. Mm. I did not know that. Yeah. So this, this is what we were, uh, I was taught in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the 10 days program that you can't be uh, eating sugar when you know that you've got cancer. And Georgina, what are some of the life lessons that you look back and think, this is why I want to share my story. I want to talk about uh, my journey. Um, for me, it's more like um, about early detection. You know, mm. um, when I when I first fell my lamp, I didn't take much. No, um, I didn't take it seriously. And I feel like if I had a second opinion, I would have. Uh, it would have made a huge difference in my life. And um, also, I was not a person that um, exercised a lot, or I was not also 
conscious about what I ate. Mm. So I just ate whatever I wanted. But um, when I was going through chemo, then I started realizing that, you know what, I, I, I should really start looking after myself. Sure. Yeah. No, we're not going to have this conversation on our own and uh, do invite you to join in at SAFM Radio. We both Twitter, Facebook and Instagram sometimes. Uh, you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and uh, also welcoming your WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107 and SMS is at 40938 charged at 150 and uh, we're taking your calls as well on 0891-104-207. My guests uh, on the line, I have uh, Georgina Moshi, who is a mother of three, um, who just wishes to share her journey. And uh, I guess, uh, I mean, from her story, I hope it, it encourages you to just do something about uh, your health. And uh, early detection does save lives. And I don't know how many times we mention this and uh, does it uh, change or shift something in you in any way. And also joined by Queen Onele, um, who middle name, a.k.a overcome and is doing exactly that and both of them are cancer survivors and uh, taking your calls uh, right now and your messages now having uh, looking at your journey um Onele, would you say it 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 would be easy uh, for ordinary south africans uh, to manage cancer given our current health systems uh Chrisalda, when you're diagnosed with cancer and you have to go through treatment it is very expensive it's a very expensive treatment, which is why for me, I'm very passionate about what I'd learned at that wellness center. Mm. Eight things that I'm going to share quickly. It's nutrition. I yeah. call it new start. Mm-hmm. It's nutrition. Nutrition is, a, is the food that you eat. Mm. Exercise. We need to exercise. It's very important. Yeah. Water. Three liters of water a day, Chris Elder. Mm. And sunshine. Sunshine is very important because it actually burns your cholesterol. So you need some good sunshine about 10 to 15 minutes a day. And temperance. Temperance is being able to control the good Mm. because after the good, the bad times will follow. And then air. We need to have fresh air. I sleep with my windows opened. Whether it's winter, whether it's at uh, it, it's in summer, because fresh air, you need fresh air, mm. and then rest. You need about seven to eight hours of rest every day, a good rest. And what becomes important, Chris, is the fact that when you go to sleep, you need make sure that your your stomach is almost empty, mm. so that you don't overwork your immune system by going to bed while you are while while you are full. And most importantly, and the last one is trust in God. Wow. So if one can be able to master those things, those you don't really buy. They mm. don't need any money. Mm, mm, but mm. I understand that uh, having going through chemo, it is extremely expensive. I, I, I mean, I can only imagine. And then I'm asking the same question with you, Georgina, because it's much easier for us to keep encouraging people to just get to know um, their status. Go get yourself checked. Um, but once diagnosed, what does the journey look like? Uh, is it as easy as, as we make it sound like and seem like uh, when we talk about other people's journeys? Uh, the cancer treatment journey is not easy. If you get diagnosed, all you have to do is you have to accept the situation that you are in. And after accepting the situation, you must uh, admit that, I know I know a lot of people, they just try to be positive immediately. You know, they keep on saying, I'm strong, I'm, I'm going to... 
but you have to you have to accept it inside in your heart that I'm really going to go through this. It's going to be painful. It's going to be difficult, and I will survive it. Mm. And then, if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling like you're depressed, or if you're feeling like you just want to sleep the whole day, you know, give yourself time to to, to mourn it. You know, give yourself yourself time to heal. You know, do that. But just don't overdo it. You know, don't just sit there every day and complain about cancer and so and so and so on. But once in a while, just be yourself and just cry and then sleep it off. And then after that, just stand up and go out there and fight again. All right, uh, taking your messages uh, right now and taking your calls uh, when we return from the news break. Um, but I, just a couple of tweets. Um, Saudi Mabena says, uh, I know someone with cancer and uh, they're refusing to stop drinking Coke Zero and uh, Sprite Zero and all the junk food in general. I, I tried Khubua uh, Liena, but Dololo, what do I do? Uh, do I tell her uh, to stop being friends uh, with sugar? You tell them that they're going to die. <laughs> put it, put it played and simply yeah. like that. It was over. Yeah, it was over. You, you, you are literally going to die. Wow. You, you, you have to change your, 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 di- your diet mm. completely. It's not negotiable. It's not even negotiable. I mean, I stand next to people that say that they are healthy. You put myself next to them. You see the difference. Yeah. You see the difference. I'm the one that's supposed to be sick, but I've taken my, my, my health so seriously. And that's why you're alive. And that's why I'm still here. All right, let's have Utsile Saku with the news headlines and uh, we continue taking your calls. We seem to be experiencing a bit of challenges with our lines, um, but uh, sorting that out uh, doesn't stop you from calling 0891-104-207 when we return. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. And a gentle reminder that uh, we're still paying tribute to our sister, uh, Rowena Baird, who, um, well, lost the battle, I guess, uh, on cancer. And after a good fight, I might add, and uh, she will be buried this coming Saturday. And uh, many of her advisors and many of her voices um, still resonate with us. And this is what she had to say about symptoms. Our friend and colleague, Rowena Baird. Quite honestly, I saw the early signs. I saw the early signs two, three years ago or so. And, you know, you you know your body. I mean, you know um, when things are wrong. But, um, you know, I saw certain changes in my body and changes that I ignored because there was no pain. I didn't feel any pain, so I thought, ah, I should be fine. Ah, I should be fine. It will sort itself out. But it doesn't sort itself out. So I think the lesson here for all of us is that if you see the slightest change in your body, because you know your body, if you see the slightest change, even if there's no pain, I urge you to investigate, to do investigate, because you could just be nipping the onset of cancer or some other very serious illness in the bud. SAFM sends deepest condolences to her family and all who knew her. Rowena passed uh, away peacefully 
on the 5th of October at home surrounded by her loved ones. And uh, I will always be so grateful for the knowledge uh, that she shared. And taking your calls right now and uh, your comments on um, uh, WhatsApp 0614-104-107. We always encourage that this is for WhatsApp voice notes. Um, but sometimes people send SMSs. Hi, Mam Tutumashe, you have a great lady there with you. I, I worked with her in, in the business space. Uh, she's an inspirational survivor. Much love to her. And uh, that's uh, from Wellington Tomela uh, talking about Georgina Mushi. Um, thank you so much uh, for that uh, uh, message, Wellington. I, I Actually, you know, radio will just fascinate you sometimes. I haven't spoken to Wellington in a very long time. And voila, we find each other uh, on radio. Um, and uh, it's Gail Capri. Uh, that's what the Twitter handle says. Uh, says the Queen Onele, uh, you have inspired me to go uh, for a mammogram ASAP and because of your uh, courage and I may even go uh, for a wellness center as well. See, when you share, you save other people's lives. Ngaba uh, in East London, good afternoon. Thank, thank you for taking my call and greetings to your guests. Uh, they are doing a wonderful job. But I've got two questions. My my first question relates to the perhaps I'm not sure if they are right to answer. But I think once you are diagnosed with cancer, very important people to be placed on counseling and to be assisted of the people surrounding you, your family. Um, I'm from a cancerous family. I I I know what it goes and what it feels to go to a chemo, taking your parent to a chemo, having your parent passed away previously with the mm-hmm. very same chemo. And I, I think that has traumatized us to such an extent that if you can be diagnosed with cancer, I can give you an assurance that you are, you are living because, not because I, I, I do not hear the survivors, mm-hmm. also because it, it traumatizes that your, your, your parents passes away before just just in front of you but have you been chemo. for counseling um for yourself Ngaba? because oftentimes we think only the person who's diagnosed with a terminal condition needs to be cancelled that's the thing we, we that's why i i went to a counseling but my problem is i i feel that the department uh, after diagnosing you with cancer they, they need not only to talk to you, but mm. to deal with your family and say, who are you staying with at home? Um, and they, they, they be called uh, for such counseling. We don't have to outpocket ourselves and then go to the counseling. I'm reminding the families who cannot afford saying. Yeah. Because uh, counselling for us has always been about sharing with family and um, those yes. who love you and, and hoping uh, those individuals have invested in knowledge um, that when you d- diagnose, when, when you disclose that the assistance is not only emotional, um, but also sharing some tips. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what sort of role has family played for you, Georgina? Um. I was living with my, my cousin because my parents are far away. They're in Nimpopo. Mm-hmm. My, mother, my mother wanted to come over, but I said to her, that, you know what, I'm going to be doing this every three months. So rather wait for when I do the, the surgery. 
So, but I then was living with my cousin and she was, um, and I had friends and family, other families around me. So everybody was really helpful and uh, they were there for me. I never, ever had to worry about anything, especially about my kids, whether they bus, whether they're going yeah. to school. Yeah, so they played a very huge role. I think that personally, I think that when you get diagnosed, you're not only the, pers- the only person that is diagnosed. Your, your family and friends are also diagnosed because they go to chemo with you. Yeah. They learn about cancer as you learn also. So it, it's very important that they also get counseling when you also get counseling. Yeah, here's a reality SMS. The very cell phone is not healthy for cancer. Um, the radiation of a phone is a killer. <laughs> oh, good Sam. All right, to Colin in Cape Town, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, and how are you? Uh, well, uh, good good as can be expected. Yeah, well, uh, what a subject, eh? Topic. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I spoke to Rowena a few times over the telephone, and I got so used to her, you know. And now listening to her saying, uh, if your body, you know your body, you know your body, mm. you know, if it's a change or something like that. Now, I'm going to give you an example. My wife, uh, 72, last year, Easter Sunday. Now, the Thursday, uh, before Good Friday, she was diagnosed with cancer, mm. which, which she never ever knew she had. And she was gone Easter Sunday. She mm. was diagnosed 4 o'clock with cancer, a pancreas cancer, at this Thursday. Friday, she was all right still. Saturday and Sunday, she was gone. Mm. And... And uh, two months later, the same year, I lost my second elder sister. That was in uh, July. December, around about the 6th, I can't remember, 7th, I lost my one brother, cancer. Mm. And three weeks later, I lost my other brother. I lost four people. And you know, my wife was normal. She was walking, but then she started to get a little pain in her leg, you see. And then uh, I went to the uh, physiotherapist neck. Meanwhile, the, the sign was there about, oh, I would man. say, six months ago already. Mm. And, you know, it's, it was, uh, I, I, I agree with what Rowena said, you know, if you know your body. Yeah. Have it checked out, have it checked out, you know. And sometimes we are in denial, Colin. You know, you can see and, the signs, uh, you can feel them. Um, but, you know, like Onele said, that I am healthy and therefore it can't yeah, be me. Yeah. And, but, but, you know, uh, finance is also a, a factor. You know what yeah. I mean? If you haven't got the transport, that you haven't got the money, you haven't got this, you got to sit there at... at at government hospitals, wherever these public hospitals, you were told to come back the next day. If they find it, or the next month, they took you, mm. it's a far, far in between. Come back, um, they they diagnose you now, but you can only have chemo within six to eight months. Okay, thank you, you Colin. You know what I mean? Deepest uh, sympathies for your family, uh, well, for you and your family. As I say, I, I lost four in one wow. year. Hmm? That must that be very hard year. on the family. Hey, all cancer, all four. Mm. Yeah. Thanks very much. Mm. And I hope you do um, encourage your family members to also have themselves checked. 
that mm. we eliminate the act of surprise, especially when there is a family history, Colin. Mm. I'm hoping that um, because we, you know, we wait. If it can happen to young individuals who are saying, I had no history, family history of, of uh, uh, cancer and this is what happened to me. Now, Georgina, as uh, we conclude the conversation, did you um, since, have you since moved on? Uh, have you been in a relationship? Yes, I, I have moved on. Um, and how so, interesting was that part of your journey? <laughs> it is very difficult because, you know, having one breast, it's not, um, it's not something that we want to Yeah, the anxiety of, of thinking about, um, you know, what's going to happen now. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's difficult. But um, I think I'm, right now I'm at a place where, uh, suppose it will have to do also with my age, Mm-hmm. I made a place where I'm like, this is me, this is how I am, and then this is what happened to me. And with what happened to me, I'm hoping to help other people, other women. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your story. Where do we find you? You can find me at my, uh, I've got a foundation called Finola Foundation. It's on Facebook. It's called Finola Foundation. Mm-hmm. The email address is info at we're trying to get as much information as we can and take it to the rural areas and educate women in the rural areas yeah. about breast cancer and other cancers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, info at sinuelo.org. Thank org. you. Thank you yes. very much. Uh, let's Thank talk about, uh, I mean, did you consider um, would, at some stage you're going to have to date? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're giving a talk soon. <laughs> yes. So I actually started reading a book that uh, says the intimacy uh, after breast cancer. Yeah. Very interesting book. So, yes, I mean, that's something that will eventually happen. Yeah. Uh, but the great thing about me, Chris, is the fact, is the fact that I talk about it. Absolutely. So but I, I tell you, you will meet somebody yeah, who doesn't know. Yes. Life works like that. Where you have to now all over relive the experience and 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 disclose. Yeah, no, I'm 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 happy to share my story. I'm happy yeah. to to share my story. Um, I would share it over and over and over again. Yeah. And for me now, one thing that I've I've realized is that there's so many, you know, music festivals. Mm. We need to look at a space now where we come and and bring some health and wellness festivals as well. You know, as sort of, as sort of like a solution. So that's your project, right there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much Thank for joining so us. Much. Where do we find you? Uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, my Twitter handle is at onza onza, but I must I must change it very soon. <laughs> but I'm Queen Onele, the yeah. overcomer. Yes. Thank you, Queen Onele, the overcomer. Appreciate it. Thank you really. so much, Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, quite uh, so inspirational. Thank you very much. All right, so we, talk, we take a short break, and uh, uh, when we return, it's Words of Wisdom with Mr. Velindaba, who's a motivational speaker, author, and an entrepreneur. Question asked, what does success really mean to you? Yeah, to you.